What a journey my next guest has had. I cannot wait for you to hear what he has to say. Don is such an inspiration and definitely has kept it real. He will inspire so many. I'm pleased that he was willing to share it on our podcast. And you definitely are going to want to share this with as many people as possible. Subscribe, like, rate. I'm so grateful for you guys. I don't know what I would do without you. Enjoy and have fun hearing about Don's life. It's incredible. Toodles. This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Hello, hello, my Let's Keep It Real people. I'm so excited to bring my next guest on, Don McLaughlin. I've been telling you all about him, and I'm pumped about his journey, and we are going to learn so much that can help us in every area, mentally and physically. So before I bring him on, let me tell you a little bit about Don. He is the founder and CEO of Pure Power Botanicals, a father of three, an ultra endurance athlete, and author of the Amazon number one bestseller, Plant Performance and the Endocannabinoid System. Woohoo! Before founding Pure Power, Don served as a government prosecutor, trial lawyer, and tech entrepreneur in the Fortune 500 for nearly 20 years. While he enjoyed great success in his career, he also experienced intense struggles with anxiety and depression while working under extreme pressure and stress. I'm sure many of us can relate to that. Don is a wellness advocate and health investor who discovered a natural and holistic way to beat burnout and overcome chronic anxiety and depression by incorporating hemp extract, other herbs, and a series of ancient daily practices. His mission is to share what he discovered during his recovery in order to help others battling similar challenges. Welcome, Don. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on. It sounds like you've got a lot going on, especially with a startup business from scratch and three boys. Well, thank, thanks so much, Sandy. It's a, it's a pleasure to join you and really looking forward to our conversation. So I ask all my guests one word, Don, to best describe your past 30 days. Any word you want to pick, what would it be and why? Rejuvenating. And the reason I say that is because uh, it just had, uh, uh, we have a late spring break in in Northwest Colorado and live in a ski uh, resort town and and our spring breaks are late and and went down to Mexico with two of my three kids, uh, my 18 year old daughter and my 14 year old son. And and uh, just had a, a terrific trip down there, uh, and, and my girlfriend then joined me for the latter half of the trip on a very remote fishing village on the Pacific oh. Coast in Mexico. So feel rejuvenated. <laughs> I bet you do. I'm kind of, a, I don't say this often, but I'm a little jealous. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I want to dive right into it because I did ask my guests before you came on to send me a bunch of questions. And you want to know what the biggest thing is? Which tell I'm me. sure you get this all the time. Oh, please tell me how I can get the courage to get out. So my husband's a lawyer, so I know a lot of lawyers, and they've been in it a while. So the number one thing is, how did he get the courage to get out and move on from all the money? That's what they want to know. It's a great question. And, uh, uh, you know, like so many things in life, you know, it's not one simple thing. Uh, But I will say there was a very significant thing uh, that that goes back, uh, you know, 20 uh, 20 years, uh, roughly. Um, and that was, uh, I, I hired a coach, uh, in, in 2000, uh, late 2001, early 2002, when I was, I was a very, uh, burned out, uh, lawyer, uh, on the fast track to a, a law firm partnership at a big firm in Denver. 
And, um, you know, working with that coach who's since passed on, a great guy named Mark Susnow, who was a retired trial lawyer in Marin County, California. Uh, He turned to coaching and he helped me navigate uh, that transition because uh, 9-11 had a a big impact uh, on all all of us and and me in particular. Um, And uh, I I just wanted and knew I needed to change from that sort of fast track the law firm partnership i was working the you know billing 2000 hours a year and and it was it was just unsustainable so yeah it 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 took hiring that coach and um and and working through the fears that i had and i remember so well you know standing in the very luxurious lobby of of this uh, uh firm in downtown denver on a high rise and and being on the phone with him and, uh, you know, even getting the courage uh, to follow through on going up to meet with uh, the managing partner to, to say that I was leaving. Uh, and I was really jumping off the cliff to go take a position in-house at the ski resort in Steamboat Springs as risk manager and in-house lawyer there uh, and, and at a much lower much much lower salary so uh, i i get it 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 uh, you know it is a big uh, shift in tran- transition but i think that you know it's one aspect of coaching that i'm sure you know so well is such a service to another human being uh, to be a sounding board and um provide perspective to follow through on the things that we say are most important to us you know i'm so glad you told that story because a lot of guys i speak to they said they really, really have trouble asking for help. They think it's like a cop-out, that they should be able to do it on their own. And even when I get hired on, which is not good for business, a lot of them don't want people to know they have a coach. They can have a fitness coach, but if it's anything for mental fitness, no way. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that funny? Well, I mean, think about it. You know, we're, we're conditioned culturally and socially, uh, you know, with just sort of stereotypes uh, around, um, you know, male, female, you know, upbringing. And, and yeah, as, as men, I think we're, uh, you know, there's so many cues that, um, that, that uh, dissuade us uh, and discourage us from asking for help. And yet, you know, the reality is, uh, you know, you don't have to look too far in the top tiers of, you know, uber successful uh, business, arts, uh, athletics. There's a lot of coaching going on, right? Um, yeah. It may not be widely publicized, but you know, Steve Jobs, uh, you know, uh, just go down the list. So, so many have coaches um, yeah. because of how invaluable it is. So, I think it just requires, yeah, a little bit of introspection and then just courage to know that you know our lives are there for us to chart uh, and 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 navigate and you know having the support of someone else uh, is mm-hmm. so incredibly beneficial because there's just things you know we're we're we have we're in a fishbowl in many respects and and having some outside perspective I've found to be so incredibly helpful and you know since hiring that coach in late 2001 I've had several other coaches for a variety of different reasons right some of them have been business in, in sort of you know scaling some have been yeah. more health some have been relationships so uh, yeah I obviously I'm a I'm a huge fan. It takes a village, doesn't it? Yes. It takes a village. Yes. Okay. Well, you're very, very open about that you just hit rock bottom. You were like chronic anxiety and depression. And did the is that when you hired the coach? Was it like, okay, this just can't go on. I can't live like this anymore. Well, you know, uh, there, uh, you know, there, there's been a, a, a number of low moments for me. And uh, the, the one that I referred to um, in 2001, 2002, that, that period, that was just, I was, you know, heads down on, on, on you know, again, the fast track to law firm partnership. And, and that's, that's when, you know, I, I knew I needed help. Um, but uh, it, it's much later, uh, after uh, almost a new career, that I encountered another low moment, and 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 that was really the lowest that I'd had in my life at that point, and that was November third, twenty twelve. 
uh, I five years into a startup uh, that uh, I founded in late 2000 uh, in 2007 called Falcon Discovery, and it was a, a business that really started to take off. Uh, we were in the early days of electronic data becoming a key focus for the legal in- community, and in- and and um, it, it's it's on the heels of uh, again sort of a new career. So you know when I transitioned out of the big law firm. I went up to Steamboat Springs, had this incredible opportunity to work in-house at a ski resort, sort of a lifelong dream of mine. And uh, after about a year and a half of that, though, I uh, was recruited to uh, go in-house as a corporate lawyer inside of Quest Communications, which was one of the big telcos now. Uh, it had been rebranded as CenturyLink and now Lumen. It was originally one of the uh, Ma Bell's uh, US West. And the, the reason I was recruited internally is because Quest was wrapped up in the Enron Arthur Anderson um, uh, legal uh, debacle uh, because of fiber optic broadband transactions that Quest had been doing with, with, uh, with Enron. And uh, out of that experience, uh, Sandy, wow. I, I grew a, I, I, I developed a specialty, right? Because I had a criminal law background as a prosecutor and I focused on electronic data when it came to investigations and it was very, very critical for Quest. They were nearly on the brink of bankruptcy. The Department of Justice initiated a a wide scale investigation into the company and and, uh, then prosecuted and convicted the former CEO, Joe Naccio, on insider trading. And I was in the sort of in, in the midst of all of that when it came to what the government was investigating, the electronic data they wanted to see. And out of that experience, uh, I, I formed a company, Falcon Discovery, which was this consulting and tech services firm for uh, Fortune 500 legal departments principally. And and um, it, it was great um, in the sense that uh, we were sort of ahead of the market uh, because, uh, you know, the market was, the legal market and legal departments were just starting to, experience this um, this this new uh, way of uh, discovering uh, information which was electronic data and, yeah. and and so anyway that I, I founded that company Falcon discovery and that led to five years after founding that company this rock bottom moment November 3rd 2012 I was at the Broadmoor Resort in Colorado Springs for my youngest brother's wedding I'm one of seven um, from a traditional Irish Catholic family and and I, I just went on a bender and it it resulted in um, me coming to at 5 a.m. in the Ralph Lauren suit I was wearing from the night before and uh, I was a mess and it was a real reckoning because uh, so much was at stake. Uh, My my marriage, three kids, uh, the business, everything and and, you know uh, it was as much a combination of grace and grit that uh, I started to pull myself together and really turn things around in a big way. So that was the big, big reset for me. Um, And, and, you know, lots on the line, multi-million dollar business that was at stake because, you know, I was honestly at at risk and at stake. So that forms very much uh, a big, you know, inflection point in both uh, uh, my business, but then most importantly in my life. You know, I'm so glad. Thank you for your honesty. I really, really appreciate it because there are a number of people that have written into me once I told them your story anonymously saying they, they still can't get out of that spiral. And I don't know if they've hit rock bottom, but like one gentleman said, he goes, yeah, I'm making a lot of money. My wife expects me to make a lot of money. He has four kids. He's a partner, but he at least four nights a week is getting tanked just to cope. Mm -hmm. And he wants out, but he can't say how to get out and not disappoint his family because of the money. Right. It's it's a real, um, I I get it. I've been there um, and and it can feel like a prison, a a bit of it, the gilded cage, right? Um, And um, I I think, you know, for me, it took this, you know, rock bottom um, to, 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 to shake me up so much, almost break me. Not almost, I was broken wide open. I'd never felt uh, that low. And um, I think um, short of doing that, 
you know, going to that dark, dark place. I think that um, uh, just a commitment to um, living more genuinely and, and authentically and, 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 and that, that sounds, you know, like cereal box, right? Yeah. Sort of yeah. uh, when, when in reality, right, yeah. I think it requires, um, you know, slowing down and, and stepping yeah. back and taking sufficient time to, um, to, to become more honest about where things are at and, and where one wants to go. It just happened to, to me over the course of several hours and it was terrible. Yeah. It was terrifying. Yeah. yeah intense. Well, <laughs> I think your power is totally in the opposite direction of what you were doing. So I really want to dive into that. Like, how did you come up with that idea? Yeah. Um, in terms of pure power? Yeah, in terms of pure power, man. I, I love it. Yeah, uh, thanks, Sandy. I, um, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was not really by design. It was uh, more by happenstance. And, uh, you know, I had this uh, moment in uh, late uh, 2012, November 3rd. And uh, over the next weeks and months, I, I threw, again, as, as much a combination of grace and, and grit. And we can get into the grace part of that more if it's of interest. Uh, but it is. It, it, yeah. um, it, it, it it was a just a, a new appreciation for um, uh, the important role that I played in others' lives, and and um, the importance of me regaining my health. And I started to just turn over every stone to do so. And so, um, nutrition in in my diet I knew was one element of just having more energy and not being so dependent on. Um, you know, caffeine to keep me going, uh, antidepressants to sort of keep me level-headed, and then alcohol to let me, you know, unwind. And uh, and, and in the midst of doing that, um, you know, I started to go more toward a plant-based diet, uh, even though I, I'm not exclusively that way now. But uh, during that period, it really helped me start to clean up my uh, my nutrition. And um, also, uh, I was sick and tired of. Uh, being stuck on, and that's what it felt like to me, uh, Zoloft. Um, while it helped me in in hard moments, for sure, um, I just felt like I, I tried to get off of it a couple times, but I was having a hard time doing so. And I, I felt like that was one of the things that was maybe keeping me, um, you know, in the place I was, and and led to that yeah. dark place. Um, and I, I read an article in the Denver Post in um, early 2013. Uh, I'll never forget the moment where I was, and uh, I almost fell off my chair as I read this article. The article was about this uh, plant called hemp uh, that was yeah. a derivative of cannabis, and it. Uh, uh, the article talked about you know new uh, discoveries around its therapeutic and medicinal uh, impacts, and in particular around uh, stress, anxiety, and and, um, and and even for uh, performance. And I, th what what led to me falling off my chair was like, you know, he. I started my legal career as an assistant DA prosecuting cannabis crimes, and no one ever told me anything about anything called hemp that was non-psychoactive and legal and had yeah, potentially yeah. all these health benefits. So I, yeah. I immediately, uh, you know, made an appointment with the doctor that had been prescribing me this all off. She understandably was a no help. I mean, she, she, <laughs> right. Well, duh. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, this is 2013. So Colorado is going through legalization uh, of marijuana, uh, as was Washington state. So it meant that I could go into dispensaries and sort of ask uh, around like hemp and CBD. That was a little bit, it was trial and error because, yeah. you know, in the early days of legalization, it was all about marijuana and THC and people wanting to get high. And I, I, I didn't want that. Right. Um, and so it, it, it led to me discovering uh, hemp uh, extract and cannabinoids and then starting to dive into the research because there was research around the discovery of the endocannabinoid system and how critical it plays a role in major physiological functions. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I just started to, you know, trial and error. And what I dis discovered, though, Sandy, within, God, within a month that I started to sleep more deeply. I was more calm during the day. Yeah. Um, I just felt a little bit more balanced. And um, and, and that led to 
um, me sort of d divorcing uh, my um, arguably addictive relationship with alcohol. I, I just didn't feel as good when I drank. And so yeah. it started a positive cycle and led to then me, you know, I had more energy. A, a new physical exercise had to be a big part of this turnaround that I was in the midst of. And, um, you know, it led to this, you know, jumping into the world of ultra endurance trail running. And then I started to mix in uh, uh, other super herbs beyond hemp, right? Um, ashwagandha, turmeric, um, things that I heard other long distance runners were using. And one in particular, an endurance athlete that had a very big impact on me virtually, um, it was a, a lawyer, former lawyer named Rich Roll, who has a very uh, well-known podcast, the Rich Roll Podcast nowadays. He wrote a book called Finding Ultra, uh, published in 2012. And I, yeah. I heard Rich on a podcast um, in early 2013. And so I immediately dived into his book, um, which I could relate to 100%. Um, and, you know, he talked about you know, functional mushroom called cordyceps for energy. And, you know, I just took bits and pieces and I started to incorporate these other herbs with hemp extract. And I just started to see these bigger and bigger and bigger gains in terms of my energy, my focus. I was turned on in a way that I just hadn't been in, in you know, in life before, either professionally or athletically. And, you know, you know, age 43, I started to jump into the 50 mile distance and doing things that I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done, honestly, I, I wouldn't have done in my, uh, my late twenties or early thirties. So something significant was happening. And I think it, you know, certainly this combination of different herbs with hemp extract was a big factor. And that led to then a couple of years later, the idea of founding pure power, because there were no other there were no products out on the market that combined these various super herbs yeah. with hemp extract well i'm i'm cracking up because two things one one of my closest friends shout out to Kristen varley maybe 15 years ago was diagnosed with like fourth stage ovarian cancer like you know call the family you're out mm. but her attitude she was a marathon runner at the time and her attitude was like listen you know, maybe this was meant to be, I've never had a bad day. I'm going to be great. Well, she's amazing. She's doing great. Love it. She's done all these fundraisers, but guess what she's doing now? 100 mile ultra, right? From the woman who went, she had to come back, like walking a minute, running a minute, walk, you know what I mean? Until building up now, God, she's got to be 58. She calls me, says, Sandy, I just did another 100 mile race. And I go, Kristen, why? And she goes, because I can. I'm like, okay. Well, I love that. I love that response. It, it, it reminds me of, you know, the, the late great Jack LaLanne who on every birthday, yeah. you know, he did something massive like, you know, swimming to Alcatraz, towing, uh, you know, six boats. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I love him. But I know she doesn't drink and she's really clean, but I'm writing down. I want to send her all your stuff. Because I don't know if she knows about all these products. She might, but mm -hmm. I'm going to check in with her because great. Great. It, it'll be great. And the second thing I just want to add in is that three years ago, I'm a big mountain biker and trail runner, and I just ignored, I kept falling and falling my injury to the point where like, I literally couldn't move, unfortunately, Don, for six months. They didn't know what was wrong. They thought it was all kinds of different head stuff. It ended up being these nerves that were pressing up in my skull, but... They wanted me to take the serious medicine. I'm like, oh God, I, I get really affected. I didn't want to do it. Yeah. Uh, my family was so upset at me. Down. I mean, they love me, but they're like, I, I can't even say it without crying. They're like, you're hurting your family. Just take the drugs. I'm like, oh my God. So finally, I found a doctor who turned me on to hemp. Uh -huh. And guess what? It freaking saved me. And then it led me to a physical therapist that said, you know, this is just, you know, don't listen to them. You can do it all natural. And, you know, there's the nerves pressing on your brain. And so I always say, you know, listen to yourself, you know, just because I'm not saying I love doctors, yeah, but 
they sometimes only know one way. And finally, I found an osteopath and I was sitting there crying in his office. I'm like, I just can't take that stuff. It just seems so wrong. I know I, I can't, I couldn't shower. I couldn't walk. I couldn't drive. I'm like, I don't want to be like this. He goes, Sandy, I can't say this legally, but there might be another way. And he told me, and I go, I don't want to get stoned. Right. I don't want to get high. Right. That's why your, your subject matter interests me because I, I've never told that story before, but that's the path I went and no one was for me. I didn't tell people. And finally, it really helped. I love so it. I love, I love it. that you're doing this yeah. because I didn't know anyone that was doing it and I didn't want to get stoned. And I went there. And I was like, no, no, no. And then the guy goes, no, listen, try this, this and this. And it really worked on. So maybe you can back up a bit. And I didn't mean to dime out all my family and all that, but they just didn't know what else to do and they thought I was sure. selfish. You for know? sure. And for sure. I wasn't. I was just like, I don't know. That seems so addictive and I barely take an Advil and Yeah. So and they didn't think you know it was going to help. They're like one person's like, you're gonna to have to have THC in it. It's not gonna help. So help my friends and my family and teens out there understand because I have parents writing in, are you sure it's not a gateway? Yeah. Break down the difference for us. And thank you for letting me tell that story because I thought it was really, you know, relating to what you were talking about. Oh, I, I, I so appreciate you doing so, uh, Sandy. And, um, you know, uh, just bravo to you for having the courage to to, to listen to, you know, your, yourself and, um, uh, and, and fly in the face of, you know, r resistance, right? Um, yeah. Well-intentioned. Yeah, they were so angry, and and they just didn't understand. Yeah, and yeah. and and that's totally understandable, um, right? Uh, given our cultural paradigm and and the medical model that 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 um, that we op operate within, um, that is, you know, not too short, uh, you know, not too long ago, you know, it's been several decades that um, that that the FTC allowed pharmaceutical companies to put advertisements on the TV that end with we all know the phrase they end with consult with your doctor right and and so so uh, you have sort of that uh, aspect of cultural conditioning that i think is very easy to overlook that we've you know all of us in this generation have pretty much been raised with that sort of forward front pharmaceuticals in our face um not to say they don't serve a, a very good purpose yeah, for 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 limited purposes but you know the way we've become and i think we all know this there's one pill for this and then there's one pill to counteract that pill and you know it's a massive Im immensely powerful influential industry in this country right um, and, and so, uh, and, and then also on the medical side, um, you know, Western medicine generally, and, and certainly in the U S you know, med schools provide virtually no nutritional, uh, uh, you know, training, uh, by and large for doctors. And so they, they just, you know, they're, they're there to fix things and it's very difficult for them to have the perspective that's much more holistic. Right. And, uh, so anyway, I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole, but I, I, I just want to honor you for, for the choices that, that you've made. And for me, it was, yeah, it was, it was, uh, I said this, you know, falling off my chair moment um, because I, I, I felt, you know, like uh, something had been kept from me that, that uh, I didn't know about hemp. And yeah. so many of us didn't. And, you know, it was classified as a Schedule One narcotic on, on the order of heroin and, and opioids for years. And, and yet, you know, it had been cultivated widely in the U.S. for decades, right, before it was, you know, it was grouped in as a Schedule One substance. And, and so, um, it, it, you know, what for me personally uh, uh, was a little bit unsettling too, much like you, you know, I grew up, um, you know, traditional Irish Catholic family, and I thought marijuana was the gateway to heroin, right? Like that, you know, cannabis was just to be, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I didn't really want anything to do with it. And, yeah. and yet when I read this article, I thought, geez, there must be something more to this. And, um, and so then it led to the discovery that, you know, cannabis is the is the genus, 
right? Just like tomatoes, right? There's a whole variety of different tomatoes, right? They all come from the same genus. And so cannabis has two primary varietals, right? One is uh, commonly referred to as marijuana that contains a uh, high um, percentage of uh, um, a compound called THC, which uh, causes um, a high, as it's known. And then the other is hemp, which has, again, been cultivated for eons all over the planet um, and in the U.S., um, and it has both very practical applications for things like textiles and um, paper and rope. Uh, that's how so much of rope in the earliest days was, uh, was derived from from hemp fiber. Uh, but then it also, uh, in the flower and the leaves, the extracted oil is incredibly nutrient dense and the nutrients themselves are known as cannabinoids and these cannabinoids happen to nourish receptors inside our cells that are highly concentrated in certain areas of the brain and body that are part of what science has identified as this endocannabinoid system that all mammals have. And um, it, it, it was only discovered in the late 80s and early 90s. And so this is a relatively recent medical discovery. But uh, boy, um, there, there's been so much discovered already. And I think so much more yet to be discovered about the role that the endocannabinoid system plays in our health overall. And then also how supplementing with cannabinoids can be so beneficial to address certain ailments. So can we just repeat that again for a lot of my friends who are freaking out? They're like, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, Have yeah. CBD, let's, can I get you high? Because they don't believe me. Yes, no. So to be clear, cannabis has two varieties. One is marijuana that has THC that causes this high. The other is hemp that yeah. uh, does not. And it um, the oil that comes from hemp is incredibly nutrient dense and um uh the the two are night and day different uh, and so i just want to uh, you know assure people people uh, yeah, not a gateway that. we're not right. going anywhere right it. and 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 uh, understandably there is this confusion because hemp and marijuana were treated as the same and char- you know characterizes yeah. a, a a schedule one substance so you know, again, uh, I totally get why everybody's confused. And I I think it's worth asking, why are we so confused? Why wasn't this more widely known, the difference between these two plants? And, you know, that could take us down rabbit holes in terms of the interest, you know, behind the scenes that, uh, you know, sort of kept things in the dark. But the reality is, there's so much science that's uh, already been developed and so much that's emerging around the health benefits in particular of hemp extract. Certainly there are those with respect to marijuana, but the downside with marijuana uh, that is completely unique to marijuana and different from hemp is that marijuana is um, habit forming. Uh, The way in which THC interacts with the receptors in the brain in particular, it binds to the receptors in the same way that opioids or other addicted substances do. When you bind to receptors, it creates a, a, a tendency to be habit-forming and, uh, and, and addictive. And the World Health Organization did a widespread uh, study um, and analysis of all the medical research around hemp extract and found that there's no um, such binding that happens with hemp extract. It, it's not ha- habit-forming and it's not addictive. And that's why um, the World anti doping agency and now the US anti-doping agency they had to remove hemp as a as a uh, restricted uh, prohibited wow, substance cool. yeah yeah that's really cool all right so i want to go into this the cbd snake oil or proven science and how it works in pitfalls to avoid when buying hemp cbd so people go on is it the same if you buy it at trader joe's or whole foods or amazon like just go a little bit more into that sure yeah I, I, you know when we launched pure power uh, botanicals at the end of 2018 uh, you know, and we shared with people what it was about. You know, when we said it, it, it 
you know, included, you know, full spectrum hemp extract and CBD. Yeah. People looked at us like, what are you talking about? And, uh, and then a year later, once, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow and others started talking about it, it started to show up in mass media. Nowadays, you ask somebody about CBD and they kind of roll your eyes like, oh boy, the next day, snake oil. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and that's unfortunate because I think it, um, it, it overlooks uh, so much medical uh, research and science around uh, the benefits. Now, those benefits are diluted if um, you know there there are those out there that are just seeking to make a profit. And so there have been products that have come out on the market that are just, again, you know, sort of uh, profiteers, you know, slapping a label on a bottle with with some with with some you know CBD powder in there. Um, but but you're just probably not going to get um, for sure the the same as you would with a high quality product. So how do you know what's a high quality product? Well, yeah. but buying a five ninety nine uh, a bottle at, at at the gas station is probably right. I mean, I'm I'm hopeful that you know everybody listening knows that you know buyer beware, right? Yeah, I don't know because some people think it's up, it's up. I mean. Right, right. Well, again, I, I don't think that's a good litmus test of whether <laughs> CBD actually works. So I yeah. think, you know, it requires some due diligence. And, um, uh, you know, we advocate that uh, consumers look into the company selling the product. Do they disclose tests of their products? Um, do, do they uh, disclose how they make their products? I think that's very, very important because in the last 24 months, there's been such a surge of uh, interest and in new products that contain CBD, and uh, they are not all created equally. I mean, we, we've spent so much time and money on due diligence and finding the right suppliers, and I think it behooves um, anybody to do a little bit of research um, to, to determine you know, is this a legitimate product? Are, are they transparent? Uh, those are some of the key questions to ask. You know, I didn't know you and Pure Power, so I did some research and I actually had to have a friend at the time uh, send me product from Colorado and California. He goes, Sandy, just don't. And he had done the research because he had got surgery and he didn't want to take all the major medicine. So he was like, I've done my homework. And he sent me, you know, product. And I had tried other stuff just that I bought, you know, at the local store. And it wasn't the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it wasn't the same. So I was so grateful for that. And now that I know about Pure Power, that's why I wanted to bring you on. Because I'm sure, like, we can buy it no matter where we are. We can go online and get it, right? That, that, that's right. That's right. Um, we're, we're direct-to-consumer via our website. We have a couple of retail outlets, but primarily direct-to-consumer and, um, you know, for us, you know, we, we really wanted to have a, a good test of the products in the earliest days. And so we seeded them with pro athletes. And the ones that I knew were in the ultra endurance trail running world. And um, when uh, we started to get feedback from some of these athletes that they were hitting new personal records, we knew we were onto something and, and, and they did too. And it resulted in one of those athletes having a conversation with a, a, a very senior writer at Runner's World. And Runner's World was putting together their first ever article about CBD in late 2018. And the writer, Scott Douglas, um, he, he um, asked the athlete, you know, what's this pure power? They're combining all these different herbs. And that led to us get, getting uh, a feature in, in Runner's World uh, in that article. And the only reason that, that Scott included us in that article, because we're a tiny little startup compared to some of the other uh, bigger players yeah. that they covered, is because... Um, he canvassed uh, both in the U.S. and globally uh, CBD products, and he hadn't found any others that were doing what we did right from the start, which is combine uh, yeah. with other uh, herbs to really use the hemp extract as a Trojan horse to to facilitate and deepen the impacts of these other herbs. And uh, that that's really how we started. We're, we're not a CBD company. We're a super herb company. And it just so happens yeah. that CBD is a great vehicle in our view, in our opinion, to deepen the impacts of other herbs in a very synergistic uh, way. So 
let me ask you this because I haven't taken any of the hemp like once I wasn't in pain for me who really goes out there and trail runs and mountain bikes all the time is this something I would take on a daily basis uh, it, it it's it's adaptogenic and and what that means these are adaptogens right hemp ashwagandha turmeric the the and what adaptogens mean is they adapt to what's needed inside the body in you know pretty miraculous ways and they they only they only do that though obviously when they're regularly in the system right it's not like gotcha. it's not like a you know uh, an Advil or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. they accrue over time now having said that um, taking them indefinitely is not a good idea and so what we advocate for our uh, our customers and community is to cycle off, um, to, to take consistently for 30 days and then have a period of five to seven days uh, where you cycle off and you allow the body to just assimilate everything you've been taking over the last 30 days and then to reset. Uh, because part of this too is, you know, the body and the brain do have a way of adapting. And when you take something and CBD happens to be one of those things, uh, what you find uh, over time, if you're taking it so consistently, uninterrupted, for weeks and weeks and months and months, is you need more. And and that's not a Gosh. great place to be. So we really advocate for these periods of cycling off, don't take our products. And uh, the last thing I'll mention there, Sandy, is it also gives us an opportunity to feel what it feels like not to have these adaptogens in our body. And, and we often yeah. hear from customers by like day five or six, they're like, wow, I'm starting to feel how crappy I felt before I started taking the products. <laughs> I'm so glad that you are so ethical, Don, telling people this, because there's a lot of people that wouldn't, and you just end up taking more and more and more and more. Well, I, you know, Sandy, uh, you know, one could debate my business acumen because, like, what what marketer would say stop taking our products? Like, you know, uh, but we, <laughs> you know, uh, it's just the right thing to do. It's also, yeah. in our view, it's the most effective and most sustainable way long term. And I'll say also, you know, it's somewhat tangentially related. It's, you know, we, we say right on our website, this is not about popping pills. Like just looking for solutions in a bottle is just, you know, uh, sort of perpetuates the problem that, that, that in certain ways Big Pharma has created. Um, and instead, this is part of a lifestyle. Right, we want to support people in living an active lifestyle as late in life as they can, and then perform at very high levels, both professionally and athletically. And that's part of a lifestyle. That's not a part of, of popping a pill or taking a, a CBD oil. Yeah, that's why I love it. Okay, I want I could talk to you all day about that, but I need to circle around before we go because you mentioned grace and grit. So let's talk about what you meant by grace. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I'm a, you know, a, a, a driven type A person, very, very analytical. Um, and yet uh, I had this experience November 3rd um, that, uh, you know, had me come face to face with the darkest part of, of myself. And um, yeah, I can, I, it's so hard to even put into words, but grace is the one that comes to mind because, I just had something come over me, um, a, a combination of um, acceptance of myself and all my shortcomings and even beyond that, uh, a forgiveness. And, um, and, and it was so startling for me because at that moment, I had nothing but you know, just uh, you know, hate for myself, honestly, and self-loathing, and yet I had this other this experience come over me that was ex just full acceptance and 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 forgiveness and 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 in self-love and and I, I in 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 the moments after this uh, you know coming to. Um, I started to repeat something that came out of nowhere, and I've since recognized sort of where it came from. But what I was repeating to myself, Sandy, in this very hard, you know, uh, hour after I came to, uh, was I, I love myself. I, I love myself, and I remember the first few times I said it. Just it was internally, 
I just, it, it was like, uh, I almost lost it because I just didn't know where it was coming from. And uh, I think that opened something up and, and, um, and it led to um, this, this uh, just uh, ability to uh, uh, surrender so much of what was, I think, dragging me down and uh, appreciate, um, it, 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 you know, so much in my life that I'd been taking for granted, even, you know, the beating of my heart that kept me through, you know, alive through the night. Uh, I had this overwhelming sense of gratitude and appreciation that then immediately led to a a desire, like a compulsion to serve as best as I possibly could as a father as a partner, as uh, a, you know, a leader for my team and our clients, and uh, and and again, like I can only sort of you know sum that up as as, as Grace met me in a very dark moment, and um, you know Elizabeth Gilbert, author of course, um, uh, Eat Pray Love, she uh, was recently interviewed on a podcast, and she also talked about you know sort of a bathroom floor moment. And um, it, that that was exactly mine, and and um, it just this uh, this this shift in perspective that really turned my life around. And um, you know, sure, you know, grit pl- played a, a role in the days and weeks that followed, but in that moment, it was sort of you know beyond me. And I, I think that yeah, you know, it's it's. You know, I, I connected with a force far greater than myself, and that connection, I think, preceded that moment. Um, but it was sort of somewhat convoluted by, you know, a, a, for me, a, 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 a conflicting experience growing up Catholic, um, and, uh, and 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 since then, a, a deeper spirituality, which yeah. I think we're low, we're, we're reluctant to talk about because religion's so loaded. But I think our our, our uh, spirituality and our connection with ourself and that force is so critically important. I am so glad you had that experience, Don. I am so glad. And I'm so glad you're sharing it. And again, I did not realize how much we were connected. But when I was really down for the cat with that injury, you know, coaches have coaches. And my mentor, I remember calling him, like, because I could, I thought, okay, I've had a good run. <laughs> I had a great life. This is it. Like, I couldn't move. The, the pain was just so bad. I was like curled up in a ball on the sofa for months and months. And just before that happened, though, I went out to Colorado, actually, to a conference. And the guy came around and said to me, okay, so you're here for a business conference, but what do you want in the next two years? And I just sold my health clubs, all of them. And I said to him, I want not just joy, because I was always the joy person. I want pure joy and freedom because, oh, you're going to get it. And I came home and then I was out for the count. So I called my mentor months into it. And I was like, oh my God, I just can't. He goes, oh my God, Sandy, I'm so glad this happened to you. He goes, the universe couldn't deliver it to you any other way. You're going to get pure joy and freedom. I wanted to kill him, Don. I'm like, are you crazy? Like, I'm rolled up in a ball, can't move, can't eat, whatever. But that experience took me to finally in my life not have forced joy, to feel that unconditional love for myself and pure joy, which is what you're saying with grace. Yeah, and and that feeling, what's great is once you have that, you can tap into it. You know what it feels like. And when I ever feel myself going off the trail, I just go back to you know, just being with myself and listening to, and feeling that pure. And so for me, Don, anytime I can bring anyone on that can help others find that, I'm all about it, you know, because what a blessing for you. What a blessing. I, I, I know. And it's, you know, it's only in retrospect that it, you know, that it is that blessing. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I love what you just shared there. Uh, uh, just being able to return to that 
and you know it, it it's necessary because uh you know we, we all have our struggles and we'll get pulled away from ourselves yeah and certainly we're assisted by you know social media and and so much of advertising you know tells us how we're falling short and we're deficient unless we get this or that product right and and so i think uh yeah developing and deepening that connection with ourselves uh, in my experience, has allowed me to show up as a far better version of myself, more willing to uh, contribute and be generous and uh, open-hearted. Um, because uh, you know, without that, um, left to my own devices, I, I you know, I, I, I can I can really struggle and be a you know just yeah. be an asshole, honestly. Yeah, I know. By the way, I at a conference a few years ago was at a fitness conference and I was teaching this workshop and they were all young trainers. We're talking 20s and 30s. They had it going on. They were good looking, you know, they were at the top of their field, these fitness professionals. And I brought little mirrors with me and I had them all hold the mirror. And I remember there was a hundred in this group. And I said, I just want you to look in the mirror and say, you know, I love you. Well, guess what? 90% of them just sat there and cried. Well, we're, we're you know, we, 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 we're we're so uh, associated with our identities, and in particular, our sort of how we show up externally. That uh, I think it's threatening, honestly, right? And it's a real challenge, yeah. and it, it's even more so uh, in 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 you know in the modern age with social media in particular. And yet, I think it's so vitally necessary to just uh, honestly, uh, ha- ha- you know, form that connection that will. Um, restore our, our sanity when 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 we feel like you know we're we're really losing it. Don, I just love what you're doing. I'm so grateful that I had this time to talk with you. I could talk to you forever, and I'm getting just goosebumps thinking about what you're putting out in the world and the kind of human you are. And I always like bringing on guests that are having a positive, powerful impact in the world. And you definitely are. But before we go, I need to know, when's your next race? What are you up to? What's going on? Well, um, first of all, Sandy, let me say how much I, I enjoy our conversation and uh, applaud uh, your work. Um, it, it, you know, I, I, I just, yeah, I, I, uh, I just feel like we need more of it. And so just want to applaud the changes that you've made and the positive impacts you're having now through your books, through your podcast, through your speaking, through your coaching. Uh, we need more of it. Um, so I just want to say how much I appreciate you inviting me on. Um, the, 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 you know, the agenda for me is um, uh, I've got uh, a, a very big event uh, toward the end of August in uh, the southwest corner of Colorado outside of Telluride in the San Juan Mountains. That's a 40-mile uh, ultra, uh, lots of uh, uh, vertical uh, ascents and descents. Uh, so yes, I'm, I'm, I'll be building up to that. And, and, you know, the last few years, um, my last very big, uh, race was a hundred miler. Um, and, um, I've now sort of dialed it back and, you know, each summer I'll tend to do, you know, two or three, um, you know, 50 K to 50 mile, um, uh, ultras. And, and now I've gotten into, last summer I did my first ever Xterra mountain triathlon. So a swim a mountain bike and a run, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. Oh my God. I'm so glad you're doing that. All right. Well, again, tell us how we can find you and your product. Great. Best way on social, Pure Power Life. You can find Pure Power Botanicals at Pure Power Life on on social. And then our website is livepurepower.com. Again, just like it sounds, livepurepower.com. And for your listeners, uh, Sandy, would love to extend a, a, a 15% off using the code PurePower15, just PurePower15 at checkout. Um, oh, cool. And uh, and then uh, if folks want to uh, reach out and, and uh, connect personally or uh, follow what I'm up to, Don McLaughlin Jr. Uh, on social is the best way to do so. All right, my let's keep it real people. Did Don keep it real? Yes, he did. And you are going to want to share this, like it, rate it. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Don. Until next time, you know what I'm going to say. Toodles. 
Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.